Hello? What's up, man? All right. We ready? We back? It's time to podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm Gerald from the Guy Talk Podcast, and that's Robbie. And, uh, yeah, we ready. It's been a long time, man. Yeah, we shouldn't love you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, how's everything going? Everything's going great. Great? It's a, uh, a beautiful afternoon. Yes, I'm it is. I'm loving the weather right now. You're under the weather? I said I'm loving the weather. Oh, okay. Yeah, same. Um, how's uh, married life? Great. What's up, man? Are there um, pre-wedding jitters and anxieties gone? You guys settling into your lives together? Um, so you you haven't noticed anything major that's uh, different? What's up, man? That's uh, that's cute. <laughs> that's real sweet. Hey, uh, man, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to say, I appreciate it. Hey, man, it's all good. Support. You you Support. still in that um honeymoon phase? So I get it. I get it, thousand percent. Um, did you want to um? Did you want to recap everything that's happened? Um. With with uh, you and and uh, your your wife um, since the last time you part, or or did you just want to? Uh... Well, we you know we went we went uh, on our honeymoon went to Hawaii, so that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, did the whole thing. Hawaii is great. Uh, I gotta tell you, like the atmospheric pressure between Washington and Hawaii, like I don't know if it's actually real. But I read about it, and then I could feel it. Like, I come back off of that plane, mm. and when we got back in uh, into town, I was just like, man, I got a headache right now. And I felt great the whole time I was in Hawaii, you know? So, 
Mm. Yeah, we got to watch uh, f- uh, Fourth of July fireworks from Hawaii, and that was cool. You know, we got a convertible Mustang. Um, so yeah, it was a great time. That's what's up. Now, that was your first time to Hawaii, right? Uh, first time to that island, but I've been to Maui before. Oh, okay. So that's cool, man. Um, uh, backtracking to the wedding, uh, was the wedding everything you thought it would be? Everything I thought it would be, and then, you know, there's always more, there's always surprises, there's always things that happen, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a beautiful ceremony, man, uh, yeah, it was, it was really nice, um, you know, you came to my quote-unquote ceremony we did uh just a you know regular courthouse thing just to set a piece and um you know we try to keep it simple and you know going to you guys's wedding was only the second wedding i had gone to uh the first being uh, my sister's uh first wedding uh and that was fine you know it was was cool um but at the same time it's like i was given the uh, responsibility in that wedding of being the best man. And it was weird because I didn't even know this dude. You know, I I had just met him maybe three days before their wedding. So, yeah, I had, you know, the pressure of being the best man and and all that stuff. I mean, um, I didn't really do anything because it, it was only three days. Um, but you know uh going to that wedding and and seeing that one and comparing it to yours you know i love my sister and everything but you guys' wedding was by far you know the better of the two um it was just really really uh well done and laid out nicely um you know you guys i could tell you guys spent a lot of time decorating and uh if we go back through your your group messages and and look at all the different posts you could definitely tell there was a lot of work done <laughs> between your wife yourself and, and all the bridesmaids and your mom all that good stuff um yeah. yeah it was a lot of work and and it showed and it was a at least for me as somebody just uh going it it seemed like it all paid off um because it it was really nice well, yeah, thanks. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, the ladies, I got to give them credit because they're the ones that were really, uh, you know, they made that, that all happen. Like, I just kind of went with the flow and I did what they wanted me to do because I am not a great, um, I'm not a great planner. Mm. And, you know, I, I'm trying to be better, but I'm just not. Like, I don't come up with these ideas and coordinate stuff the greatest so um women are just naturally better at that than, than we are well and you know i i've come to find that no matter what it is even if i want to do stuff like that i've come to find that whatever if i have an option to pick like a pair of shoes and there's three options mm-hmm. i i tend to favor the shoe that other people don't like or if there's like a color of something I pick that one I usually 
tend to really like the most unpopular ones. Mm. So, like, I've come to realize that, like, when I decide things, I need to either do what I don't like, and that will be what people be like, you know, or I just let other people handle it. And I just say, like, hey, I'll, I'll put my trust in you on that. So, mm. they kind of, um, you know, they did, they did their thing, and it was great. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely top notch, man. They should uh, possibly think about opening a business together and being uh, wedding planners or something. Yeah, I mean, it, it could fit. It could, it could uh, really work out if they decided to go that route. Um, yeah, uh, we we had a, a great time at the wedding. Like you said, there were some surprises, some uh, not so good, some that were great. Um, uh, oh, yeah, that's what I want to ask. Have you guys gotten into your um, into your uh, gifts or anything? Oh, yeah, we're in the process of writing out all kinds of thank you notes. So... Oh. Uh, we already started rolling rolling those out and uh, sent some of them back. You know, I had people, you know, oh, I got your thank you card already. So, you know, that's very, very time-consuming, like, because we're trying to not just, you know, if you put a gift, it was nice, but, you know, we're trying to have a little personalization, and so it just takes a while. And, uh, yeah, that's work. Work, yeah. <laughs> and it's gonna be that way for a little bit. Um, all right, man, that's cool. That's what's up. Um, uh, so what do you want to get into first? Do you want to um, really dive deep into you know things that's been going on? Uh, you know, with with you and every and everything uh, since you've been gone, or do you want to just focus on current events? Um, I, you know, really, to sum up what's been going on with me, it's been the wedding stuff, you know, like, um, yeah, work's always going to be there, but it's been mainly the wedding stuff. I've been out, you know, because of mainly that, you know, just focusing on all the, you know, different little things on my plate, and so now, you know, it's not, that's not that, that task that's needs all my attention mm. and I wasn't even giving it's not like I it's not like I was so deep into the wedding planning stuff like I I promise you that my wife wishes it was like that to where I wasn't so deep into it it's just uh it's more of like a mental thing like you can only carry so much on your mind before it just starts spilling out and it does you no good right you know I always felt so, uh I always felt that way too it's like I can literally only handle so many things before, I don't know, uh, it seems like I I have a 256 gig, you know, uh, SSD for, for my, anything beyond that, I got to start deleting shit and then, uh, it's just not good. Then, yeah. Yeah. So I, I fully understand that. So that's where I'm at with that, you know, so. Um, yeah, I mean, 
know, I've been keeping a little bit of track of current events, you know, a little bit. Um, like what? You know, I just, uh, I mean, my big one right now that, like, I just keep thinking about because it's so cool is uh, the Marvel Phase 4 and 5 announcements. Oh, yeah. I got so, some opinions about that. Yeah, that's, that's something that, you know, really kind of, ex- it, it excites me, and at the same time, I'm just like, oh. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think uh, I think this is gonna be where some of the quality of Marvel is about to start suffering. Uh, I think that this is where we're going to be introduced to characters that we didn't know we would end up loving someday. Kind of like the Guardians of the Galaxy. Not a lot of people knew about them because they weren't one of the top, you know, one of the top teams or comics or whatever, you know? Mm. And then we get the Guardians and it's like, oh, these guys are cool. Like, they got a lot of cool stuff going on, you know? So. It has that potential. Um, It it has that potential uh, with, uh, who is it? The, um, I mean, they got Fantastic Four. That they're doing, uh, they're talking about the mutants. They're not calling them the X Men, but they're calling them the mutants. Uh, well, they can't. They can't call them. Well, they can call them whatever they want to call them now. But yeah. from what I was reading, they don't want to like call them X Men right away because then that makes it sound like they've put a lot of thought into it already. And legally, they weren't supposed to even have that on their minds until that merger went through all the way. Right. They weren't even supposed to. They weren't even supposed to be fantasizing about that because it's not their, you know. So that so basically, it's more of a strategic gameplay mm-hmm. um, until they have something. Because and it's and it's also like it's they're on there and they're like, oh yeah, the X Men. Well, everybody's gonna lose their shit, you know. If you just say the mutants, then that's different. Right. So, um, what's the most exciting thing uh, about that announcement to you? Uh, usually, um, two things. Number one is Blade. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say that. Oh, yeah. Daywalker. Yeah. Um, number two is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, or whatever it's called. Yep, him and uh, Scarlet yeah. Witch. Yeah, that looks. Uh, that sounds like it's probably going to be the the best aspect of of uh, you know what's to come. In my well, opinion, and the the thing about that is potential. Yeah. Like that movie right there. First off, multiverse, right there. Mm-hmm. Like. That right there is exciting because it's long been discussed. How would you um, how would you integrate the X Men into this MCU? Right? Yeah. Like, because the X Men should have been a part of Infinity War and all that. Right. You know, like in the comics. Uh, 
gets a acrylic block or something on his head and he suffocates and Wolverine gets turned his bones turned to rubber you know so it's like they were there they're a part of that mm. uh, and you know Fantastic Four uh, were a part of that as well and they were notably absent and it kind of sucks that you know they couldn't make that happen so yeah. how do you get all that to work now um, without taking away like what happened in all the established X-Men movies you know because like how they redid the, the timeline and all that they went back in time and changed it yeah but, like how do you keep all that like how do you keep all that intact and I think the only way to really to really do that is to introduce the multiverse um and just like in Spider-Man, you know, the Spider-Verse, how they had all the different Spider-Mans, mm-hmm. uh, Spider-Woman, you know, Spider-Gwen, whatever. Uh, the multiverse idea is so exciting because you can get different versions of these characters all in one universe. And I've heard talks of them using that concept to, I mean, did you see, um, did you see, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home? Uh, no, not yet. Okay, so I'm not going to spoil it for you, but in the previews to that movie, they mentioned a multiverse. Yep. So, I'm not going to go into that again, but in Doctor Strange, like, that's where you have the potential to, I mean, I've been hearing rumors about, you know, they want to do, you know, how Sam Raimi wanted to do Spider-Man 4 and work, and they've been talking about, um, you know, they want to do something with, since they did Into the Spider-Verse, they want to do something with the Garfield Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Yeah, I've heard know, the same. They want to introduce those guys. Yeah. I'm just saying, the multiverse, that makes it so everything that we've watched thus far is now valid you can bring that into anything and you know you always hear about retconning how they're trying to fix the mistakes that they made in the story somehow that you know just like how Star Wars people are pissed off because they screwed up the newest one and then they want the ninth one to fix those things you know, retcon, so. Yeah. Well, they got a lot of multiverse stuff to do then because just X-Men alone was probably going to take like four films to fix because uh, they they really screwed that whole stupid, stupid thing up. Um, but yeah, I, I heard about the um, Spider-Man thing. Uh, that, that sounds like a dope concept. That would you know, be cool to see, you know, um, that, that Spider-Man, uh, uh, movie with Miles Morales was, it was super dope. I liked, I've, I've probably watched it like three or four times already. Um, just cause I got a, a, a young child that loves to watch it. Um, but that concept would be dope to see on screen with Tobey Maguire and, and Andrew Garfield, that would, you know, 
probably make it all worth it. Uh, but the one thing for me that um, would, the one thing that's gonna make or break this this new phase for me is Blade. Um, that f for me, that's just the one thing that's that's bothering me. Uh, man, Mahershala Ali, he's a great actor and everything. He has the look that I would, you know, want. He, you know, he kind of looks like Wesley Snipes' younger brother or something. But my only thing is, does this man know how to do martial arts? Because, <laughs> you know, not everybody's an action star. And I, I've never seen him do anything action related. And it would just kill me if they make a Blade movie with this guy just because he looks like Blade and then the action part comes up and it just looks awkward. That would just destroy me. So. Well, I agree. And that's why they got stunt doubles. Like. Yeah, but I don't, I don't want to see the stunt double thing, man. It, you know, we're at this point in, in our viewership as, you know, people that go to the movies and watch these films where we're too smart for that now. Like we need to see the actual character doing the thing. Um, you know, obviously for those moments that are life threatening or uh, dangerous. Yeah. We still assume that stunt doubles are going to be in there. But if I always get a, a cutaway or a blurry picture of him when he's kicking or, supposed to be punching somebody, I would be like, what the fuck is this? This is crap. Well, think about it like this. They have not even started filming. Yeah, and I mean... Far, and they're far from it. Um, I think that they could at least put him through some decent martial arts training from now until then. Yeah, but... You know? And, yeah, you're not gonna get a Wesley Snipes replacement. Like, that's not what it's for. Mm. I mean, Wesley Snipes, I think he's, I think he's, like, the, like, when you think of Blade, like, you know, I mean, and if you think about it, Blade, Blade was pretty much the first, like, Marvel movie like the Marvel Studios. Successful Marvel, yeah. I mean, what they have before, they have the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie, and, like, that doesn't count. Like, I'm talking about, like, modern era. Like, Blade was kind of the one that that kicked it off. And then after Blade, there was uh, Punisher, and there's the Ben Affleck Daredevil. Yeah, you know, Spider-Man. Like, yeah. you know, and then, yeah, the, the uh, but, um, did Blade come out before Spider-Man or after? I thought it was before. I thought it came out before, too, so... So, we'll pretend that we know and we just say that came out first? Yep. We're, yeah, I mean, we're uh, like, experts. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but, I mean, like, Blade... And then here's the thing about Blade. A lot of people want to go see Blade because it was Wesley Snipes. Mm -hmm. But they had... They didn't really understand that Blade was a comic book character. Right. You know, because Blade held its own weight and was very successful. Like, that was a good movie. Yeah. The first one was you know? pretty solid. Um, 
at the time. I don't think it really holds up now, but at the time it was solid. stuff is supposed to be like what, what was like dark magic or something mystic like arts. mystic arts I can see how vampires could be wrapped up into that concept well and they're also talking about um, Doctor Strange movie being the first uh, horror-esque movie and yeah movie. that's what it was yeah so that movie right there that's gonna be cool that's going to be cool. Like, um, you know, yeah, it's kind of a bummer that there's not going to be uh, another Iron Man or anything like that. But yeah, at the same time, it's going to be refreshing because you're going to get new characters that you, you know, and that's the coolest thing, you know, is to get um, new characters that you didn't know before and now it's like you know like that was the cool thing about Iron Man is when Iron Man came out I was like I was very uh, skeptical because I was like Iron Man like why would they do Iron Man like that's not that's not really a character that like I think is you know extremely important yeah but they took that character and they built this last 10 years of filmmaking uh, and storytelling off of basically the world around this one character and um, you know wow like that was that's gonna go down like a, a, a time piece of our history like uh, you know if you look at like our this era in history like mm-hmm. pop culture that had a huge impact so you know coming up here it's gonna be weird um, seeing all these new characters and trying to like, you know, uh, care about them the way that we did with the ones that you know we've been with the whole time, and you know, but everything started somewhere. So now it's time to start looking on it, especially if you love comic books and you know those those heroes and stuff like. It happens you know, all the time, yeah. Um, heroes come and go. I mean. Yeah, my my thing at this point is how are they gonna integrate everyone? Um, and because it's like, dude, I don't want to hear a and then 
origin story. Like, I, I already know that, you know? Oh man, that's and that's what I hope that they don't do with a lot of these characters. I I hope that honestly Marvel and all the you know the other studios that make you know superhero movies that they get away from that origin story crap. Like that shit kills me. That bothers me so much. Um, I think at this point, I feel like. You should just jump right in with these characters. Um, if anything, if you're going to do an origin, in my opinion, it should it should really be like 15 minutes of the movie maximum. And that's it. And then after that, it's right into the normal stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, I had a couple questions, though. Uh, oh, Iron Man. We're talking about Iron Man. Um, did you see that uh, deleted scene that Marvel put out? Yeah. Yeah. How'd you feel about that? I feel like they screwed up not putting that in the movie. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, completely, because I'm watching that, and now keep in mind, spoilers, I mean, this is Spoiler City, okay? Uh, it's been out long enough. It's the biggest movie in the world. If they haven't seen it, it's on them. So, yeah. So, look, spoilers, if you don't want to hear about Endgame, fast forward, okay? But look, spoilers, okay? Look, <laughs> Iron Man, when, okay, so Iron Man uh, sacrificed himself to use the Infinity Stones to um, handle Thanos and his army, okay? So, basically, when he sacrificed himself, he's got, you know, his, his last moments before he, he dies. And uh, Spider-Man and his wife, they say, you know, they're, they're peace with them. And, um, and then he dies. And then this extended team, uh, one at a time, starting with Hawkeye, uh, they kneel, you know. Just like if you get hit on the football field and you're down and your teammates kneel for you. Yeah. Everybody's kneeling, kneeling for him, you know. And in the movie, when he died, do you think? Like, did you you saw it, right? Yeah. Did you think that there was a possibility that he was going to come back somehow, or mm-hmm. you know, like he would come back to life or something, or did you think that he was actually dead and dead? Like, what did you think? Well, because I kind of follow the the news and the uh, all the Marvel gossip, I already knew that one of the main characters was going to die. It was either going to be him or Captain America. So after I saw that, I knew it was him. Uh, so I didn't, you know, I didn't think he was coming back. But that's, like, that's death, death. Like, you're done death. Like, there's no, there's no coming back from that. That's, like, an actual genuine death. Like, yeah, I, I'm looking, I'm, I didn't I'm think... Looking at it. Go ahead. I'm looking at it like, okay, he's got to wake up. Something like his arc reactor is going to jolt him and wake him up. You know, something's going to happen. Or, you know, his suit was designed to, you know, defibrillate him when he went out. You know, like, I'm thinking, like, something's going to happen. Uh, and, you know, 
there's two ways to look at it. There was the there was the perspective of this is the first time I'm watching it, mm-hmm. and would the kneeling thing add to it, or would it take away? Because they said that the Russo brothers said they took that scene out because the funeral scene is what really like they wanted people to focus on. Yeah, and I get that to an extent, but. It left too many questions for me when they abruptly ended that battle and, you know, um, where if they would have put that in, where everybody's kneeling down to show respect, like, that would have really, like, you know, that would have really hit me, and I think it would have enhanced the funeral scene, you know, because you have people at the funeral, like, why is Captain Marvel at the funeral? Like, you know, did she ever meet Tony Stark? Like, uh, I, don't, I, I just never really get that, like, that part. Like, I get that, like, that was somebody that she was fighting, you know, alongside in that battle, in that one battle. But why was she sad? Yeah, they met earlier in the movie, though, right? Before guess, the, the I whole... Guess they met yeah, I guess they met. I guess they met when like she came back, and um, when he just. Well, yeah, she's the freaking one that saved him from the the ship, you know. Yeah. But I don't. I, I just. I guess. I didn't see enough of a connection there to where she would actually like you know come off as sad like you know. Oh okay. um, yeah. I, I don't know. Like it just didn't. Like it, it's different than if Black Widow was sad. Or, you know, um, Black Widow is dead. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, well, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying that there's like character, the, the character development. Like, I don't, I didn't see too much of a relationship between those two to where it made so much sense. You know. Yeah, I feel you. That's why I think that if they, that if they would have showed her kneeling down. It would have showed her, it would have showed her kneeling and like, you know, she's showing him respect. She's showing that she does care and, you know, and all that. She's right there when it happens, you know. And so by them not putting that in, now that I see it, I think that that right there, while no words were spoken, many things could be said about that scene. So I wish they would have put it in because it, I think it's an enhancer to if you know, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go out on the ledge and and throw a conspiracy out there that I don't believe anybody else has uh, mentioned yet, but I think it was a um, political thing. I think uh, you know because the whole Kaepernick situation with kneeling. I think you know they took it out for that reason. Like I don't think. America would be okay with the kneeling thing and this and that. Um, I don't know. I think for some reason, that kind of mentality from somebody at Marvel Studios, whether it's, you know, Kevin Feige or whoever is up in Disney or whatever, uh, they look at the, the kneeling thing as a hot button issue and they, they might've, taking it as we don't want um, 
people that are going to go see this movie to feel a certain type of way about this kneeling uh, uh, segment of the film. So I think that's probably why they took it out. Um, I mean, that could, that could be. That could be. Uh, anything's possible. You know. Yeah. Uh, but the, the other thing I want to ask you, I think I talked about it on the podcast before, but I, um, I watched a video I don't know, it's probably like a year ago now, uh, uh, some guy's theory about Iron Man being the true villain of of uh, the MCU. Um, did, I, did I ever mention that to you? No, I didn't. No? Um, I think I mentioned it to you before. Well, the concept of it is, is that basically in, uh, if you go back to Age of Ultron, uh, if you go back to Age of Ultron when Scarlet Witch was a bad guy and she did that whole voodoo shit in his mind and he saw, you know, his death and everybody's death and, and all that good stuff and how from that moment on it uh, kind of altered his um, movements and behaviors. Um, and even going back to when he first became Spider-Man is like every decision that he had made led to the point of, uh, you know, him coinciding with, with Thanos is basically like he was just on a train that was going to lead to destruction and his curiosity and all that good stuff couldn't stop him from, uh, from doing things, which is why, Ultron came about he just could not stop and uh, it, it ultimately led to uh, death for you know billions and trillions of people and uh, some some guy had a theory that he was actually the true villain of the MCU you know if he could have just not done some you know a few certain things then Earth would have been safe, and uh, you know a lot of people wouldn't have died. You know, especially in uh, what was that Sarkovia or whatever that place was called. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, Phase Four uh is coming. You know, the announcements came out. Uh, my only other concerned with um, this new phase is Fantastic Four. They've messed it up. You know, honestly, I think I feel like the first Fantastic Four movie uh, was fine. I feel like it was perfectly fine. Uh, it wasn't great. You know, it wasn't the best Marvel movie ever. But as a origin, I feel like it was fine. Um uh, and they could have built off that a whole lot better. But, the, you know, Fantastic Four is that other area for me that if they mess this up again, it's like, come on, man. I, I don't think that Marvel Studios is going to do that. Um, you know, Fox had it for a long time and they just couldn't get it going correctly. Um, so now that... Kevin Feige has it. There's a potential that it's going to be way, way better. 
Um, but that for me is that other area where, man, if they really, if they screw this up, they, they might be shooting themselves in the foot. Never. Like, never. Um, wow, the first family of, of superheroes? I don't really care for them. I mean, like, if you, like, break it down and look at them, like, you know, Reed Richards, like, he's an old dude and he's stretchy. Like, Invisible and makes force fields. But, yeah. I was always a fan of Johnny Storm. And the thing was always uh, um, interesting just because uh, even when I was younger, it was interesting to me to, to see a character that, you know, on the outside, people judge harshly, but they also need him and like him. Because he's a hero, but he's ugly as fuck. Uh, but he's strong. Um, you know, I saw him and the Hulk went toe-to-toe a few times. Um, usually he came out on the losing end of that. But... Yeah. Uh, but just the fact that, you know, he could even stand in there for a couple minutes was kind of interesting to me, so... I don't know, but Johnny Storm was always, you know, the uh, the standout character, you know, a guy that completely engulfed in flames and could fly and all that stuff. That's super dope to me. He's kind of like, you know, the opposite of uh, Iceman or, or something. So. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's cool, but the Fantastic Four as a whole, I'd say that it goes in order of interest. It goes... when they started this foundation they were kind of looking for uh, the next generation of brilliant minds and all that stuff um, and that's pretty much as deep as I've got into it well did you know what happened to Johnny Storm in that? no they did a death arc with him so he was on this planet and he sacrificed himself to get his friends and family out of there uh-huh. and uh he got ripped to shit by these like alien giant bugs and uh since he was dead um spider-man actually joined the future foundation and look that up uh spider-man and future foundation like that was a pretty awesome outfit okay. so 
that was one of my like real cool like that, I don't know that was like one of my favorite um so that was cool and but aside from that like you know Fantastic Four just boring like you know I mean I get it like Reed Richards is like that brilliant mind that they need to like solve a lot of problems he's gonna but, be the new uh Tony Stark he's gonna have to be like they need Somebody like if you think about it, they don't really have anybody else that can do that kind of stuff. Well, they got Shuri. Well, it would be Banner would be the next one. You know, the brilliant mind. Mm, but she's smarter than him, man. Who? Shuri from Black Panther. Yeah, but that's you know, I'm talking about like if we're going off of like the main like the main comics, like those main roster you know, type of guys. Got, like, you got like Hank Pym, you know. Like I'm talking about like the like those brilliant minds in Avengers. Um, you know the traditional ones that it would only make sense that Reed Richards is brought into the fold to be that other brilliant mind, you know, to fill that void. The members so, of the Illuminati. gonna be easy to screw it up but I think they're they have so much uh cachet right now that uh people are gonna be more willing to forgive any flubs that they may make uh just because the last 20 films culminated in something that was so epic so um but they could definitely screw it up uh that's a that's a fact um, but off of, off of Marvel, uh, what other topics did you, uh, want to talk about today? Cause I have nothing. Uh, I have absolutely nothing. Um, getting off of Marvel is just so like, you know, the Mar like Marvel was, man, I don't know. Um, just getting off of Marvel. There's a world outside of Marvel right now. Like that. <laughs> you know. yeah. uh, Zombie Land Two. That trailer dropped. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw. Yeah, I saw that shit. That shit's gonna be funny. Yeah. So, That's gonna be great. That is gonna be great. Um, I need to go back and rewatch the first one. It's been so long. It's been what like. 10 years since that came out? Probably. Yeah, something like 10 years since that first one came out. Um, they're bringing back all the, the um, characters. I saw the the trailer for it. They, none of them really look that much older than the original film, which is weird. Um, they look a little bit older, obviously, but not crazy. Um, I saw that they're bringing in not Owen Wilson. What's what's Owen Wilson's brother's name? Uh, Luke Wilson. Yeah. They're bringing in Luke Wilson. And, um, yeah, it just looks super fun and, and funny. Uh, 
I think it takes place in DC. Uh, at least for at least for part of it, you know, the White House um, was kind of a big feature in there. But it's gonna be, uh, I think it's gonna be another classic, man. Hopefully, you know, because when they when they do that, I mean, I think you gotta be careful when you get to a point where you do a sequel. You got there, there's like that range that you gotta stay in. You gotta do it to where it's not so immediately after the first movie that people don't give a crap about, you know, the first movie mm. and. think people don't care about uh that i think i think it's kind of like a uh a cult classic at this point so for them to do a second one is kind of on the same in the same vein as like um well it's this is different but when they announced um super troopers 2 ah man i was like that that was like way too long for me like too much time had gone by. Um, That's what I'm saying. It, you know, especially for I don't know the guy's name, but the the main guy, the Indian guy, I haven't seen him in anything outside of Super Troopers movie. Um, you know, basically since that came out, so I didn't know if he was gonna be able to. You know, that humor coming from him would still hit the same. And I haven't seen it, um, which I guess, you know, explains a lot. Uh, so I don't even know if that second film is, is good. Uh, have you seen it? Not the second one, no. No, I chose not to. Yeah, see. Um, you might you might be onto something there then. but That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like a Dumb and Dumber, right? Yeah, and, and I didn't. I don't think I watched that either. Then they came out with Dumb and Dumber, and that was like, that was like. Then they had Dumb and Dumber Two, T O, uh, and that was like the new one because like there was Dumb and Dumber, Dumb and Dumber. That's when they were young, right? Yeah. Okay, I saw that one, but the one with that Jim Carrey, that second one that had Jim Carrey. I didn't see that Dumb, one. Dumb and Dumber too. Yeah, and it's like so much time had passed that you're like, man, it's not really that exciting anymore. Because you know, I Jim Carrey for me, he went on to be a completely different actor from Dumb and Dumber to Dumb and Dumber Two. Yeah. You know, like he changed so much. Like I can't take him. I can't take his goofy stuff as seriously anymore after seeing a couple of more serious ones. Yeah, he, um, it's weird how, how that happened. Like, he used to be just straight up comedic actor, um, from Dumb and Dumber to Ace Ventura to The Mask, all that, you know, all those things, and Living Color. And then he started doing his dramatic stuff. And, and now when he tries to do the comedy stuff, it just, it just doesn't 
land. Yeah. You know, just does it have the same impact? Like, I feel like with him, he's one of those actors that he was able to get away from that typecasting where he's supposed to be this funny, like, goofy, weird-ass guy. Like, you know, he got into it where he started doing, like, The Truman Show. I think The Truman Show was probably one of his first, like, you know, where... Yeah, it was, there was funny shit that he said, but it was, like, very serious movie. Yeah. You know? Like, I love that movie. I've seen it probably 40 times. Yeah. And it's, like, it just started in, you know, I mean, to an extent, even Cable Guy, where he was still a goofy person, but it was, like, a little bit more, you know, a little bit more serious. It was definitely uh, darker. It was, like, maniacal. Yeah. You know? And then, you know, like I said, one of my favorite movies is Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Like, that movie is just, wow. Like, I can't, I look at that, and after seeing his performance in that movie, like, it's kind of cool because, like, what he did is this whole time he's been, he's been just, like, taking it. He's been getting that, the serious stuff, you know, put on him. Well, it's kind of like when clowns are always smiling and stuff and then you see a sad clown mm. when you see a sad clown that makes you sad like you're just like oh man it's fucked up you know the clown kind of like how it is with Jim Carrey like you see him in all these funny roles you know doing all weird shit eating bat guano or whatever uh, you know in Ace Venture 2 like you see all that stuff that he's doing so you're like oh yeah he's a funny guy you know well all of a sudden he's in these other serious movies and like he's having shit happen to him that's not funny it's like man it's kind of fucked up and it's not as you know you just see uh, I don't know just like uh, Adam Sandler did you ever see Punch Drunk Love? yeah yeah that movie is hard to watch but I love it yeah cause it's not an Adam Sandler movie but just the way the character is, that's just like, damn. Like, that's, uh, it's like, it kind of hits you, you know? Like, for me, I, I was like, that's, that, that's a great movie. Again, it's very hard to watch because, like, sometimes the dialogue just not there. You know, to where you're like, okay, you know, it keeps you going. But, like, when you see those serious acting chops on some of these comedians, like, sometimes it's really good stuff. Yeah. He's another one that's, uh, I don't know, man. His his last handful of movies have just been terrible. Oh, yeah, well, those ones, yeah. But it's like, you know, I look at some of his gold, like, like I said, Punch Trump Road and then uh, Rain Over Me. Like, oh, yeah, that one was, uh, yeah, that was a good movie. I love that one with Don Cheadle. Yeah. Like, that is one of his coolest ones. Uh, uh, obviously, I think that's better than Punch Drunk Love. It's just such a you know interesting movie. Yeah. So I've watched that you know forty times on that one too. So. All right, all right, man. Uh, just uh, pause right here and let me uh switch over the podcast. All right. Okay. All right. All right.
Um, yeah, Adam Sandler, man. He's uh, I kind of feel bad for that dude. I mean, I don't, I shouldn't. He's he's rich and famous and all that good stuff, but just his last eight movies have been so terrible. Um, oh, but speaking of comics. Uh, do you watch comedians in cars getting coffee? No. No? Like, never? I've seen, like, a snip of it, but, yeah, not enough to where I can watch it right now. Oh, okay. Well, um, anytime, you know, Jerry Seinfeld just does one of those, uh, seasons, I jump right in. You know, I'm, I'm really big on the podcast. And just dialogue stuff. Uh, so, you know, to see comedians talk to each other and kind of break down jokes and just riff back and forth. I always love seeing that stuff. Uh, but he just released uh, uh, a new season. He's on Netflix now. He, You know, he's jumped around a few times. He started with Hulu, then went to Crackle, and then... Uh, now he's with uh, Netflix. So uh, on Netflix, his first episode is with Eddie Murphy, man. And, uh, you know, he spends a good long while talking to Eddie Murphy. And <clears throat> it just makes me just, you know, kind of compare, you know, all these uh, comedians that became just straight up actors. Man, he he even complained about it uh, in the interview um, where he was saying he wishes that he would have kept up with the stand-up because at this point, uh, that comedy muscle that he had, you know, back in the 80s, he just basically let it atrophy and die. You know, he just didn't work that muscle. And now it's it's really hard for him to you know, come up with jokes and and even do that. But he, he wants to get back on the stage and, and do it again. But he's just finding it, it's a lot more difficult than it used to be. But um, I got to thinking about some of his movies, man. Like, uh, he was killing it at one point. He was like the biggest thing in the world, in my opinion. Like, dude, he, he did... Trading Places, Beverly Hills Cop, um, Coming to America, Harlem Nights, um, let's see, uh, The Clumps, um, man, he, he was killing it, dude, like, I don't think there was a bigger comedic actor ever than Eddie Murphy, but he also had, like, a lot of trash trash movies um uh, Pluto Nash yeah Pluto Nash what's the movie oh, with uh Martin. Steve Martin um Holy Man uh man he has some trash movies man wow I don't know if um do you think that I don't know people can really Somebody like Eddie Murphy, okay. Somebody like Eddie Murphy, we all know how great he once was. 
and is. I don't want to you know say it in past tense because I think he still has it. But somebody that that's that great at comedy, do do we think that his movies, like how many movies would it take for us to just be like this dude is actually not that funny or he sucks because. <laughs> You know, he has all these movies over here that are great classics, you know, just go to funny shit. But it's almost one for one at this point um, of things that are just really, really bad. Um, so do you think that people can uh, just get off of them like that? Where it's like Jim Carrey, man, like. We all know how funny he is, but if you make two more bad movies, then you're really just kind of funny instead of the comedic genius that we think you are. Wait, say that? Say that last part one more time? I, basically, I don't know what I said, but basically, it's... um. Do, do you think that they can tarnish their their careers as, as far as where we hold them comedically. Um, yeah, you know, we know how funny these guys are. We, we know all the great movies uh, that make us laugh that are just hilarious, gut-busting, funny movies. But there are those other movies where they either attempt to try to be funny and it doesn't land, or they just switch gears completely and do something dramatic or whatever the case may be. And if you compare, you know, the good movies to the bad movies one-to-one, if, if you know, they, they just basically are canceling each other out. You got one good movie, one bad movie. So if, if it's 50-50, if they're batting, you know, 500, are they really... As funny as we think they are. But are they sucking in those movies that aren't good? Or is the movie itself sucking? I mean... I don't think... I gotta don't... I I I say, like... I really love Penny Marjorie as an actor. Like, he's a great... I mean, he's funny. He's funny as shit. Like, I got Delirious. I got Raw. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched those. Those are great... Those are great stand-ups. And... Part of why Eddie Murphy is great is because he completely bites off of Richard Pryor. Like, if you go back and you listen to Richard Pryor and, like, his white person voice, like, mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy does the same thing. Right. Like, that was somebody that he obviously looked up to. He, uh, you know, had a lot of influence on Eddie Murphy's stand-up. And so Eddie Murphy incorporated that. And that's why they're on Harlem Nights together. You know, um, it's just a, it's a respect thing, you know? So yeah. like when I say he bites off of them, uh, I mean that in the most like, respectful way. Right. But it's basically like, um, you know, Eddie Murphy has some great, great movies. He has a, he, oh, I think he probably has six movies that I'd say are great movies and the rest are probably, you know, pretty bad. Really? Um, okay. I what was six? His great movies, uh, I'd say Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2. 3 was not great. Right. Um, I, I would say, 
I pay Nutty Professor and Doctor Doolittle. Like those are those are great movies. Like he really, you know, had fun of those. Um, the Shrek, he's in Shrek mm-hmm. as a donkey. Um, so, but it's like she doesn't have all these movies to where he's like this great, amazing actor. Like a lot of his movies, they're not great movies. But what he does in the movies is gold. You know, mm. like I didn't like that Norbert movie at all. Ah man, that's one of those things where I feel like people were really hard on that movie. I like yeah, Norbit. I think I like it. I think it's it's funny. It's just it it's so reminiscent of the Nutty Professor for me. Um but you know, I, I guess I'm a weirdo in, in that because I know most people don't like it. Um but yeah, whatever. I mean when I when I say that out loud, like it's hard to you know come up with a movie that are really good at it is. Um and I'm sure that if I had like a list of his movies I could look at and be like, Oh yeah, that's a that's a really good one. I'll tell you right um, here, uh forty eight hours. Um Okay, well Nick Nolte, like that's a great that, yeah, that's a that I like that one because that's kind of like in a way that's like rush hour. Before rush hour, it's you know. Yeah. Uh, Another what else? Hours. Life. Um, the Golden More Child. Yeah. The Golden Child. Boomerang. Golden Child. Okay. Okay. And Boomerang. Boomerang was a cool movie because it was, uh, you know, a predominantly African American cast, and it was like just about life. You know, uh, that was, that's one of those movies that if you watch it, like, it's not, there's nothing, like, that's a, that's a pretty good movie, you know, but you gotta be like, I mean, you can't, when I'm watching that, I'm like, what, nine years old, that was boring as shit, but as an adult, I can watch it, kind of appreciate that movie, you know? (laughs) Uh, what else he got on here? Golden Child was pretty damn cool. Like, yeah, that was fucking now. funny, man. I always like, even to this day, I still think about. Can I have the knife, please? Yeah. <laughs> I always think about that shit. Um, that's it, boomerang. Yeah, and then he got some just terrible shit, like the haunted mansion and fucking yeah. meet Dave. Oh man. Some bad, bad movies. Um, I don't know what's up with this goddamn browser. It just keeps opening and closing this stupid shit. Wasn't he in that movie, The Heist? Yeah, The Tower Heist. Um, that was not good. Um, yeah, he was in Dream Girls. That's you know that's a good movie. Yeah. Um, I think so. Getting back to the question, like about you know, the legacy and tarnishing it and all that stuff when you put out bad movies. Um, I would say that 
I would relate it to being a legend. Like, when you get to that point where you... So, like, uh, Kevin Hart, you know, he still has easily another 30 years of doing what he's doing. Mm. You know? Like, that guy, he's got a good system. Like, he's doing it the right way. And he's starting to get a little, you know, a little boring, a little boring, because it's a lot of the same, you know? Yeah. But then he, then he does that movie with Brian Cranston, where it's a more serious movie. You know? He's taking care of the dude that's, like, all... He's got medical issues. He's taking care of him. Yeah. So... I haven't seen so, it, but... Yeah. I haven't seen it, but... That's what I'm saying. Like, I've heard that it's a serious movie, so I'm saying, like, you know, that's how some of these actors can, like, really, you know, flex their acting chops, like the comedians, because they're supposed to be, you know, the funny guy, and then all of a sudden they're, you know, in movies where, um, you know... They're doing the serious stuff. <sighs> Fucking Bowfinger. That's trash. <laughs> that... Oh, Goldfinger? No, Bowfinger. Oh, Bowfinger. Oh, God. Yeah. I didn't say Goldfinger. I was like, um, yeah, Bowfinger. Oh, God. Yeah. I forgot. I, dude, I forgot about that. Yeah, but, man. <laughs> um, you got some nasty movies out there, bro. Disney, um, as far as Little Mermaid and uh, Hercules and all that good stuff. Uh, man, you remember we talked about these live action movies, right? Uh, you know, a few months back. Have you seen the new Lion King? No, no, not yet. I have not. Are you planning on seeing it? just say that my um, my trepidation you know that's a great word for it uh, for these live action movies was well placed I'm tired of seeing this crap man it was it, it's just not good it, it's not it's not good um, it's on paper. It's basically the same movie 
Um, it's the exact same movie, just, you know, with a facelift. But for some reason, with the talent of, you know, Childish Gambino and Beyonce and whoever else that, you know, was on the cast, the the soul of this movie is just not there. Like, it legitimately felt soulless. Um, none of the songs hit the way that they did in the animated. Like, not even close. That the most iconic parts, you know, the uh, uh, In the Jungle song, uh, The Lion Sleeps Tonight, that's the song. Um, or the... Um, the I can't wait to be king. None of that shit hit. That and they they completely they completely just ignored that whole uh, song that Scar has. Um, they kind of touch on it, but they do it more like a spoken word poem type of shit, and it just did not connect with me, man. It was like, I was so mad watching that movie. It wasn't even funny. Um, uh, so anybody that asks me, you know, if, if it's good or anything, I always say go, in, go into it at your own risk because um, it, it will, you know, upset you and make you um, really uh, just mad, just flat out mad that they took something from your childhood and tried to do something cool with it, but they just fucked it up, man. It's just John Favreau, man. I'm sorry. I appreciate your art and your vision and um, your talent, but don't do this shit no more. Don't ever, ever, ever do another animated nothing for Disney, bro. Please do not. It's not good. It's not good. Um, and that's my two cents on it. I didn't want to uh, really shit on it like that. But um, it, it's bad. It's really, really bad. Uh, well, so. one, one of these movies was the first one that we like, did the live action on. And I remember, I remember um, like they had, you know, the Jungle Book live action. But there, before that, didn't they have like, wasn't there uh, the Huntsman? Wasn't that Snow White? Yeah, I mean, they've been doing live action for a while, even going back to 101 Dalmatians uh, back in, you know, the early 2000s, yeah. late 90s. Um, that was, no, that was like back in, uh, that's I don't know. No, she was she, a British she, chick. I don't, I don't know her. But yeah, that was like in the <clears> 90s. And I think... I think that... Yeah, it was Snow White and the Huntsman. And then they did like... You know, obviously they did the Jungle Book. And then they did Maleficent. Yeah. Um, so they started doing all these. But it's like... The, the Snow White one, I forgive. Because I don't really see that as a... I don't even really see that as a um, a Disney film, as a telling of Snow White. I think it's a interpretation of 
something like they try to flip it and make it something else whereas these other films are straight up remakes and they're just reskinning the film and um and they're they're not good man they just really are not good um it's bad i haven't seen the aladdin no i haven't seen that so i don't know how that compares but i don't know i'm not really interested either um um what, uh, African-American Ariel. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was a big one. Uh, I talked about that on a couple podcasts ago. Um, I, for one, don't... I'm, I'm not really here for it. Um, but not because it's a black girl playing the, uh, the lead. I'm not here for it because of the story of Little Mermaid, um, which I, you know, expressed that it's basically a story of a girl giving away, um, herself and her best qualities or whatever, um, for a guy and, you know, in this kind of feminist world that we're leaning towards. And, you know, the fact that I have a young daughter, I wouldn't, want my young daughter to feel like she has to change herself for a guy. Um, and also the fact that she's a black girl uh, doing that kind of really made it uh, kind of, uh, I'm not really messing with that. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I wasn't really here for it. But hey, opportunities are opportunities. Uh so, if that's what she wants to do, the young girl wants to do, I'll support that. Uh, but just the overall story of it, I, I don't really like it. They could have just yeah, let some little white girl do it. Twisted story. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah, it's not. It's not gonna be good though. <laughs> well, not, not. It's not gonna be it, good. I think it's gonna sell the most tickets out of all of the. Disney live action movies, though. You think so? Yeah, it's going to be the same. I, I predict that it's going to be the same effect that Black Panther had. Mm. It, where, it very it, it could be. Where, um, because of the fact that the main character is African-American, I think that it's going to get a lot of support from African-American community and, um, like more so than it would normally. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's like a, you know, that's like a, uh, like a special thing. You know, that's something that it's like, there's going to be those kids where they see an actor that looks like them doing something that previously wasn't really allowed to be like that. Like it wasn't, um, that's just not the way it was, you know, it was, uh, tasty whitefish, you know, yeah. and now you have someone that more kids can relate to that couldn't before. And that's another you reason know? why I don't like it is because I see what they're doing. Like they're they're trying to exploitation. Yeah, they're exploiting 
a, a movement right now. And um, I don't like that. You know, I don't like that forced representation. Um, I mean, if it makes sense, it makes sense. Like, but at the same time, like, I, I see what they're doing. They're trying to capitalize on blackness. Um, and I, I don't like that. Disney is being real shady right now. Well, and that's like, so that's for me, like, I don't really, I don't really care at all. Like, if I, like, it's hard for me, like, I, I talk about this sometimes in our podcast, but like the whole, like, the whole race thing for me, Uh like, it, it is nowadays, like, you know, where we live, there's so many different races, it's so diverse that to me it's no it's no different than if there's somebody that has brown hair versus brunette uh, brunette dark brown hair you know light brown hair blonde hair red hair and then you know like white hair and then multicolored hair like you see all kinds of different colors of hair mm-hmm. you know and it's like you can sit there and generalize someone because they got blonde hair like oh you're you know it's because you're blonde you know you could do that but it's like you you see people with so many different colors of hair you know that it's common to see all these different colors of hair now so so you don't really you know look at people and think a certain way of them for the most part well i want to say Everybody does that. I say that's a unique thing. Um, actually, like I believe that depending on where you are in the world or <clears throat> in the country, you know, some people subscribe to that propaganda out there, uh, that fear mongering yeah. propaganda. So, but, I'm just saying, like, for me, like, I don't like. I know there's like a bunch of people that that were mad that there was a non-white Ariel, and I look at that and I'm like, honestly, like it doesn't really matter if it's a white or not kind of thing. Like if the character, like when you read the book and all that kind of stuff, they'll usually kind of describe a character like what they look like. Mm-hmm. You know this. I would do, like whether it's through pictures or you know the, the literature itself yeah so like that's the only time that I have a problem is when you're getting far away from the source material obviously you're going to need to make adjustments because it's going to be a movie you've got to cut things out and you got to make things make more sense because you cut things out so but I don't think that the race of a mythical creature. creature Yeah. Is, is, that's not something for people to get pissed about. I think that what's, <clears throat> I think the thing about Ariel, you know, and it's like, dude, I, I gotta say, like, Little Mermaid, probably not something that, like, you and I are gonna, like, be experts on, because we don't, you know, yeah. I don't want to. That's not my lane. Right. You know, and, but there's people, uh, you know, 
and it's like source material from my understanding um, it doesn't say that she's white it's just a, she's a mermaid I don't know like I mean she, she could be white I don't know yeah but I'm you know people get upset about that kind of stuff it's like dude like relax nobody's trying to take nobody's trying to take your character away they're just trying to have a different version of it yeah you know a different a different telling of it because do you think the live action movie is gonna be what kids go to in the future for their little mermaid fix or are they gonna watch the Disney cartoon you know yeah. like under the sea same thing with Lion King like these live action things like they're cool but it's almost more of like a nostalgia gritty reboot for us adults that did the Lion King and all that stuff when we were kids yeah. you know <clears throat> kids kids naturally want to see the color of cartoons like they want to see you know all those you know Little Mermaid um you know Flounder and Sebastian and all the songs all that kind of stuff like they want to see that kind of stuff like the live action stuff is like that's not really as entertaining you know like they don't they're gonna get lost in all that it's too much to comprehend but the simplicity of of the cartoons you know and so like what they're doing right now is they're i think they're they're making it so adults have something to watch like an excuse to rewatch this and then they're you know they're releasing you know like they're making like and, and the big thing for me was when they announced who the actress was that was going to be playing Ariel, mm-hmm. why why did the media put so much emphasis on the fact that she's black? I don't know. Because they want to, they want to point it out. It's it's like they're you know, there's people that there's two you know two sides. Ones that are like pointing it out because they want to celebrate it, and there's the ones that are pointing it out because they want to troll, you know. Yeah. And they know damn right that when they do that, then they're gonna they're gonna trigger people and they're gonna be like, "Oh, Ariel's not black. Ariel's not black. She's white." And they're gonna do that kind of thing, you know. And then there's gonna be the the ones that, you know, hey, finally a black a black. Uh, character, Disney character kind of thing, like, you know, it's, so, I mean, it's, I still don't get I, it, man, I feel like if they were gonna do a black princess, they should have just done the live action uh, Princess and the Frog, that was, why, like, the, uh, that was, was that the, character yeah. even black, like, other than the Disney one, like, did they make her black in the Disney one just to have a black one, or, like, uh, you know, I don't know about historically. Um, I just know Disney's version was a black chick. Um, yeah. Outside of that, you know, I don't know. Uh, I know that story's been around for a long time. Uh, so it's it's quite possible that, I mean, it's not quite possible. It's, it's uh, most likely that she is white everywhere else besides the Disney version. 
Well, and so why did Disney have to give, like, you're going to do the, the first black Disney princess and then you give her the fucking frog prince? Like, the frog <laughs> princess? Are you kidding me? Like, I don't know, um, man. It's fucked up. It's just a messed up situation all all around. Uh, but speaking of uh, like stuff like this, uh, did you hear about the new 007? Uh, yes, I heard about that. Yeah, how are we feeling about that? Um, it makes sense, I guess. Like, what? So the thing to understand is that. What they're saying is that in the next movie, Agent 007 will be portrayed by uh, a black female. And I don't think you can say a female, man. I think that's uh, demeaning. No, you've got to be proud that you're female. You're female. I don't know, man. Tread lightly. Uh, <laughs> Tread lightly. you're right um what's what's crazy is you know this this news came out you know a little bit ago maybe a week or two ago but a lot of the things that i've seen um is that and this is news to me like i had no idea this was a thing but uh apparently there's a lot of black people that's never seen a 007 or James Bond movie, like, ever. I, I believe that. I completely believe that. Um, which is weird to me. Like, I thought James Bond was, like, a super iconic character um, that everybody knew and, and was beloved by everybody. Uh, well, he's, he's English, like, you know, so, I mean, he's not just, it's not that he's just a white male. Like, he, James Bond is a honky.
So, but yeah, no, it's it kind of goes, you know, again, it's the whole, I feel like their variations and versions of characters in order to captivate a new audience that normally wouldn't watch that. Mm. And um, that, it doesn't offend me that that 007 will be a black female. It offends me. It offends me that they're making character changes like that in order to try to exploit a group of people into watching it because they know that they uh, would like to see a character that looks similar to them. Um, you know, like that's something that they would like to see because they're you know they have no interest otherwise, maybe. Yeah. Um, so that's the kind of part that it bothers me. But the thing about her being 007, she's not going to be James Bond. What, no? James Bond is supposed to be retiring, and a new agent 007 will be assigned. Yeah. And so that's the whole thing about it. So it's not like, so don't get that confused, people, with, you know, James Bond is James Bond, but 007... It's just yeah, a uh, just a number. Um, yeah, I I agree with everything you said, and and I want to just add my my frustration with uh, this 007 thing is it's the reason why, in my opinion, you know. Um, why a, a character like James Bond or a 007 and traditionally why you know characters that are in this genre of super spy or whatever makes sense um, is because they they are white men um, and I say that because generally speaking white people can go pretty much anywhere in the world and blend in and not, you know, stand out in any way, maybe, you know, outside of, uh, Africa and, you know, they could go to Asia and it's not a big, big deal to see a white man walking around. Um, you can go to India. It's not a big deal to see a white guy walking around, but when you, have a character that's supposed to be this super spy who is a, a African-American woman and you want her to go to Russia or to Germany or to Canada or maybe not Canada, but to Iceland or, or something like that. How the hell is this black woman supposed to blend in and, and be, um, you know, just ignored in these predominantly white cultures um it just doesn't make sense like even putting her in the asian country uh it's not gonna really make sense uh as an attention grabber like you know it's gonna be like oh yeah you know yeah that's a black person we don't really see those too often here Uh, and, and think about it like white james bond you know, you see James Bond sneaking around and stuff like that. Like, somebody might see him and he just played off like, oh, he dropped his pen, right? Yeah. But if you, uh, a black James Bond, okay, 
and he's at some ritzy country club trying to spy on the, the big bad guy, and he's in the bushes sneaking around. <laughs> you know, hey, hey, what are you doing? Hey, you're not supposed to be here. What are you doing? You know, like, you just know you're not supposed to be here, like, right off the bat. Like, so, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, the believability of, you know, uh, like a Sean Connery or a Roger Moore bond, like that, you know, that makes more sense because you're supposed to blend in. And, yeah, so I don't know. But, you know, and the thing is, though, the world was changing so much to where the whole idea that the white man should be the one that gets to walk around and blend in everywhere, like, that's what, that's what everybody wants to to go away. Yeah, to combat, yeah. It shouldn't be like that in this day and age. It should be, you know, especially in America, it should be pretty much anybody can go anywhere and look like they could belong to that country club or something like that, you know? Right. Like, obviously, if you're dressed for the event, that helps, you know? Like... I think of I think of like uh, a guy like James Bond sneaking around a country club and you know not getting noticed and it's like yeah he's white but he's also like dressed very sharp mm. and then if you think about a guy like Smokey from Friday sneaking around the same country club <laughs> you, you know what I mean Chris Tucker. but then if you took Chris Tucker and he's got like one of his uh, you know Agent Carter suits from Rush Hour. Kada. Yeah. Big ass baggy you know, suit. You know what I mean? So like when you when you have like it's just kinda like, you know, the way that you dress. So but yeah, I mean it's just kind of it the in the world we live in now, like it's it is nice to see that there can be pretty much anybody, any race can play a character. But the only thing is that, like, sometimes I feel like sometimes it's too forced. Like how they made a Korean Hulk now. I think he's Korean. What? But, yeah. What's that? What? A Korean Hulk? You didn't know that the new Hulk is now Asian? Nah, I didn't know there was a new Hulk. Oh, yeah, there's a new Hulk. Uh, there's a new Iron Man. It's an Iron Heart. It's a black female. Um, she's a, oh, in the comics. Huh? In the comics, okay. Yeah, 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 in the comics. So, like, they're, like, making all these, like, new variations of characters. You know, they've done uh, Falcon in the comics, who's Captain America, you know, of course. Yeah. But, yeah, so they're they're switching things up. They're, made, they're moving things around. Things are different, you know, so. Yeah, I've seen. Miles, um... Miles, Miles Morales being the, the black and Hispanic Spider-Man. Like, that was a big thing. Yeah, I've seen the, um, what was it, the Ironheart. I've seen her before, yeah. but I didn't know there was a... Uh, Riri Jones. I did not know there was a Korean Hulk. That is oh. bizarre. He might be Chinese, but I'm pretty sure he's Korean. That's crazy. Um, not not because I can look and tell the difference off of a comic book characters. Oh, be careful. <laughs> no, but, but what I mean by that is that... <laughs> be careful. That, what I mean by that is that I, I genuinely 
believe that I've heard or I read that he was specifically Korean. Um, I'm not just looking at that character in the comics and saying, oh, he looks like he's Korean. Like, I'm pretty sure I was informed that he's Korean. Um, so that's what I mean by that. So. Oh, shit. The Korean Hulk is real and his name is Ji Young. Did you type in Korean Hulk? Yeah. And he's actually Korean? Ji Young Ha. The, oh, no, this is a person. This is actually a real person. He's just this big, buff ass Korean dude. Damn. Type he's, in Asian Hulk. He's Asian huge. <clears throat> That's funny, though. Yeah. Asian Hulk. Uh, Amadeus Cho is Marvel's first ever Asian American Hulk. There you go. Amadeus Cho. Yeah. Yep. They gave up. Yeah. All right. So, hey, I did that. You know, so I'm just saying, like, I just feel like Marvel's doing a whole lot of, like, switching characters to try to lure people into watching something because it has a character that looks like, you know, what kids look like, um, rather than create a new character. You know, like, that's the cool thing. Like, yeah, you have these established characters that you know damn right that like Wolverine fucking badass, right? Like we know that. Yeah. So were they, you know, if they were to sit there and take Wolverine and make Wolverine be black all of a sudden, and you know, just for the sake of him being black, rather than you know some plot point. Like that's when I feel like it's just being they're being lazy and they're just trying to exploit people. Yeah. You know? But it's like creating a brand new character, uh, a brand new black character and having them do some really cool stuff, maybe like save Wolverine or something like that. Uh, and just leave like stronger or something like that. Like, that would be cool. Like that's how you that's how you like really get kids to, uh, you know, be be loud in this day and age where you have somebody as powerful as Wolverine and um, they get saved by somebody that looks like them and it's a unique character and they're not, you know, and just re, uh, you know, picking a different skin for a character. Yeah, they're just lazy. That's all it is. And it's too hard to get a new character out of the ground a lot of times. Well, and that's why it's exciting for, you know, going back to Marvel, these new uh, Phase 4 and 5 movies that are coming out, like The Eternals and all that, and the, you know, the one, I forgot his name, Shink Jen or whatever, and the Ten Rings, mm. like, it's cool that they're doing that kind of stuff, because those are characters that we don't necessarily know very well, unless <laughs> it's nice to have that because you have new characters that you don't know anything about. And we're going to get the female Thor. Yes. That, 
thing. Like that storyline made sense. Um, Thor's not worthy, and she is, and so she's female Thor, and or um, was the the Almighty Thor, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she takes on that mantle, and that's her thing, and. Uh, but it wasn't it wasn't that they it's kind of how they they're doing the James Bond thing the 007 thing they're not getting rid of Thor they're putting him off to the side and continuing his story but they're making his like uh, his moniker uh, is now someone else's like someone else has that so, uh, that's kind of cool. Well, hopefully it all works out. I think it will. You know, Marvel's had a good success uh, rate so far. So, I think it's all going to work out. We, we uh, covered a lot of stuff today, man. Uh, kind of bounced around a, a bunch of ideas and topics. But I think we, uh, I think we, we hit it. Um. Man, it's it's good to have you back though, bro. That's that's uh number one though. Um it's it's been really difficult talking to myself. Um and it's good to to have you back on the podcast so uh so we can exchange ideas and and have interesting conversations. Um Oh yeah, that's good stuff, man. I like it. Hell yeah. Um yeah, I, I you know, we just gonna keep this thing rolling and uh uh can't wait to to do the next one um and i'm sure everybody out there listening is is uh happy to have you back too and again i want to congratulate you on your um uh, nuptials you guys um you guys really did it well man i'm i'm really proud of you uh, Thank you. It was it was super uh, good to see you guys do that, and um, it was thrilling for us because we saw all the the joy and love that day between the two of you. Um, oh yeah, you know it was really fun. Um, you know, like you said earlier, not everything went perfectly, but. Um, it still, you know, it had no bearing on the outcome of the day. Uh, you know, it was, it was great. Um, and I, and I really am proud of you, you know, you, you are officially a grown ass man. (laughs) You got, you got the wife. Yeah. You got the, uh, the wife and kids now, man. And it's just going to get better from here. Um, Yeah, so let's wrap this thing up, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll start planning for next week's episode. Sound good? Well, i uh, I would like to I would like to uh, I'd like to challenge any of the people that are listening. Um, we're trying to grow. We're trying to grow our podcast. Yes. Um, obviously, you know we're in the early stages of it, and. You know, we kind of freestyle. We don't really uh, map this out too much. We just kind of talk about stuff, and it's kind of real. That's the whole 
guy talk aspect of it. It's just this. I'm talking to you, Gerald, on the on, on the phone right now, mm-hmm. and I'm talking to you like I would if there was no recording. Like for the most part, there's things that I'm not gonna say, but I'm talking to you for the most part like uh, it's just you and me. Yep. So, um, I challenge the people that are listening to share our podcast. Try Please. To your, try, try to get some of your friends to listen to it. If you found it to be uh, entertaining or, you know, informative. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like when we're talking about, uh, you know, controversial topics like the race of a mythological fish. Uh, <laughs> you know, there, there's going to be some tender feeling, like a disagreement. Yeah. And hey, that's what it is. You know, like uh, I try to be respectful. You know, I love I love people. You know, I love people of all walks of life. You uh, love fish too, so fish, man, like mythological. Um, but yeah, so I mean, basically, um, we try to cover real topics. We try to be genuine, and you know, we try to stay respectful, and like everything that we're talking about is with good intention. Like we mean well. It's on a lot of people's mind. People want to talk about it, but sometimes nowadays people are too afraid to talk about it. So yeah. we're kind of putting our input into it. And if we don't, you know, match up with what you think, or you know, you don't match up with what we think, that's okay. You know, um, we can always talk hurt, about it too. Yeah, it, you know, it's just our it's just our point of view. And are we right about everything? No, man, hell no. Like, but that's just uh, what we, you know, so. Um, well, I don't subscribe to that thinking. I believe that I'm right all the time. Um, I just got, I, I got to keep that up because uh, that's what I tell my wife all the time. Um, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Got to make you feel good somehow. But, no, um, I, I challenge everybody to share, share this podcast with their friends. Um, yeah, you know, and also, if there's some topics that you would like us to talk about, go ahead and let us know. Um, give us a comment on what you want us to talk about. You know, we prefer stuff that is going to be, you know, a real, genuine topic. But at the same time, if it's something funny, like uh, a few of them back about when Gerald stands up on and wipes his ass, like, that kind of stuff. Oh you know, yeah. Which, yeah. Would you would you rather do this or would you rather do that? Or you know, what way is the right way to do this? Like, if you have things like that that we can debate about, like, send them to us. Like, we want that kind of stuff. We want to hear what you guys want to hear us talk about. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just send it our way because we want to. You know, we want to have. We want this to get better as we go. And one of the main ways is we can get feedback on what people think is stuff that we do that's funny or, you know, informative or annoying, like, you know, let us know. So I mean, I couldn't have said it any better, man. Uh and yeah, that's that's what we are looking for. So your part is just as important as our part. So just help us out and uh just share and have that open dialogue with us. Um yeah man I think I think this one's in the books and uh yeah we can start playing for next week's episode alright yeah yeah
All right, man. We'll catch you guys later. Peace.